the things that we think in our mind tends to manifest. If you truly believe in it, it works. I believe in manifestation too. When I was 17, I left and went on tour with the show Stomp, Tampa, Florida. It's like three in the morning. I'm rolling on ecstasy. And I'm with some of my cast members and I walk by this Britney poster. She's holding a Pepsi can. It's like a cutout. And I walk by this Britney poster and I'm like, I'm gonna work with her one day. And everybody's laughing at me. They're like, what are you, what are you talking about, bro? They're like, you're high. Two years <laughs> later, I'm her creative director choreographing her tour. Damn. Do you know what I'm saying? Do we have to manipulate our own selves? Yeah. Yes. Is it a game, Mike? Like it's, a, it's, we're living in a game friend. of life, right? And if you don't control this, I'm gonna control you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. I am your co-host, a.k.a. Triple C, Henry Cejudo. And I'm Mike Tyson. We have a great guest, friend as well. Here go Columbus, my short. This is my man. Talk shit, brother. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up? It's popping. It's popping today. What's, What's going happy, on, champ? Man? man, I'm happy to have you here, brother. Happy you to finally be on the good, couch. Man. Look Thank healthy, you. man. Tell us about your, your journey. It's crazy, man, because... You look, I'm looking at the same stuff y'all looking at. It's like, there was a whole nother life before that. You know, I was born in Kansas City. Uh, a lot of cats don't make it out of Kansas City. Bad place for it. Yeah, very, yeah, very rough. Yeah, I heard about Kansas City. Um, and my mom, she killed my East dad. East Louis. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mom killed my dad, uh, like, three weeks before I was born. So I was going to be born in, in jail, but they worked it out. However, you know, whatever she did, uh, they worked it out, got her out, uh, and sent us to California. And so uh, we was kind of just on our own, me and my mom, you know what I mean, out here struggling. Uh, then she, you know, she had a, got, she got remarried, had my brother. Um, so then she's just, then she was single again. So it's like two kids. Um, and we were just moving a lot, man. We were like gypsies, you know what I'm saying? So I lived in the hood. I lived, you know, we was living in Inglewood. We lived in... Santa Clarita, I'm in Canyon Country. We lived in, you know, Compton. I mean, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. it's almost like, uh, you know, X. It's almost like around the same areas, but it could be anywhere between 10 to 15 miles. Uh, exactly, like, but, but, but a completely different demographic. You know what I'm saying? Pretty crazy, man. But one of the things that I always fell in love with early was like, one was fighting. You know, I was fighting every day. I was, when I lived by the white boys, I'm fighting white boys. Uh, you know, when I moved to the hood, I'm fighting... I'm fighting bloods, I'm fighting crips, you know what I mean? Um, it was, that was the, it was just fighting is what I knew. But also I just loved movies, I loved films. You know what I mean? I would watch like Top Gun or Back to the Future and I was like, I wanna do that. You know, I wanna make, I wanna make movies. Um, I just didn't know how to get there. Do you remember that clear day when you said, when you're kind of like, you know, I think sometimes we have revelations, right? Yeah. Like, I wanna do, I wanna be that, I wanna do that. Is there something in particular that comes to mind? So my friend of mine, well, close family friend, Megan Good. She lived, when we lived in Canyon Country, her whole family, uh, they lived, we all lived in the same area. And they were only, one of the only black people that lived out there. And they were auditioning, they were in the business, their, their moms, their aunties, they were taking them from Canyon Country out to LA to auditions. And I just begged my mom to like, let me, let me go on auditions. She wanted to go with them, huh? Yeah, I was like, I wanted, to, I wanted to go with them. Like, let me, and my mom didn't really want me to do it. Um, but I just pushed and I pushed. She never wanted me to be in the business, so I just went hard body into, uh, I was on the U.S. Junior Olympic team for Taekwondo, and then I went hard body football, 
And then uh, what was problem for, for me was I was fighting all over LA Unified School District. So I got kicked out of LA Unified. And so I had to move. I moved with my grandmother uh, in Arizona my sophomore year. And what changed, I met this white kid in a class. His name was Tyler Service. He's a Mormon. And he was like, we were, we were doing impressions or voices or something in class. And he was like, dude, he was like, man, you're really good, man. He was like, you should come audition for this play. And I'm like, play? I'm like, nah, this Valley Youth Theater. It's Valley Youth Theater, I'm telling you. Come to find out people like Emma Stone came from Valley Youth Theater, Jordan, Jordan Sparks. They were all in the show. We were auditioning for uh, Wizard of Oz. I did Wizard of Oz. My mom flew in to see okay. the show. Okay. Oh, so you ended up, so you... I ended up doing, I went just so as a joke. So you got the audition. I mean, you got the role. Yeah, I tried out, played the Cowardly Lion, and uh, and I ended up getting a Zony Award, which is like the equivalent to a Tony. You still, so, remember, you still remember those lines? Oh, yeah. Come on, bro. I got it. <laughs> I do it. What's, What's up? What's up? <laughs> you, you, you gotta give us some more oh, of the no, picture, no, like, brother. Like, <laughs> 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 Which one is first? <laughs> <laughs> Which one is first? 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 Which one and she was like, oh. So she, in order to get me back to come to LA, she was like, I found this school. It's in Orange County. You remember, I can't go to LA Unified. Orange County High School of the Arts, Performing Arts High School. She was like, come back and um, we can go. I got your back. We can do this. Because <laughs> she knew she was about to make some money off me. So she was managing me. Uh, I came back, went to Orange County High School of the Arts, and that was, that was it. I, started, I got an agent. Started auditioning, changed, you know, I used to go by Keith, my middle name, Keith. I hated the name Columbus. And uh, my first agent was like, your name's Columbus? She was like, that's, that's your name. That's your name. And I'm like, no, I'm not using that name. She was like, trust me, that's your name. And she put it on a headshot. So, so you're, you're thinking about, you're complicating and possibly changing your name. You know how, like, what is it, Richie Valens? No, my name was Columbus Keith Short. So everybody called me Keith. Yeah. Growing up, you know what I mean? Nobody called me Columbus. Only substitute teachers, and I hated that because they would always laugh. Kids would always laugh because the sub only reads the, the government name. Nobody would call me Michael. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, and then that's how I got in, man. That's, and they kind of just, it's kind of like that interesting thing. One one life choice changes your tra 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 trajectory, you know what I'm saying? Right. Do you, do you feel the same way, Mike? Do you feel like it was that one episode, that one thing that happened that completely changed the course of of your life. Yes. Yeah. Do you believe you're a chosen, Mike? Wow, that's a real big question. Uh, Do you believe you're a chosen? Yes. What's your take? Yeah. I feel like it's as big as it sounds. To be chosen is like ordained and it's like you didn't have you didn't write the script cuz there's no way. Yeah. Cuz if we were writing the script I'm sure there's somebody that works in the sanitation department that feels that he's been touched. Right. And ordained. You know, success is not, you know, um, godly success and heavenly success is not about material at all. No, it's, it's about not. being kind to one another. It really is. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It has nothing to do with how much money you got or how nice you treat somebody. Right. Right. Those are the things that measure up in the end. That the only thing that counted. And I'm a pretty weird guy. 
But <clears throat> whatever power I, I do have, it came from being kind. But it's interesting that I feel like those that are chosen um, in the world, in the earthly realm we live in, people are attracted to that light. Their job is to control the chosen. No, their job is not to control the chosen. They, their job is to steal from the chosen. Yeah, steal. That's, that's sorry, better say that again, Mike? Their job is not to control the, um, the chosen one, but to steal from him. Because mm. the chosen one is too small for them to steal from. You know what I mean? But what if you're not, if you think you're too smart to be stolen from, but yet still get stolen oh, from? Oh, that's, yeah, that's the chosen one. That's, that's deep. Chosen no, that's one. deep. No, that's deep what he's saying, though. That's yeah. deep. He doesn't worry about that because they get it the, again, another way. Because he's the chosen one. Oh, that's good. That's good the right there. The chosen one can take any adversity because he's the chosen one. He just dropped bars on me right now. That smacked. For some odd reason, but I always knew that I was going to meet Mike someday. You really? know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I always did, Mike, because it's crazy as a kid. You know, you grew up watching the highlights and things like that, and you're like, one day somehow I'm going to be his friend. That's like, you crazy. know when Oscar was here, Mike? When De La Hoya was uh -huh. here with us? I was like, one day, man, I'm going to be friends with Oscar De La Hoya. Like, you know what I'm saying? And for some reason, like, the things that we think in our mind tends to manifest. What's your take on that, Mike? Is that a... I believe in manifestation. I believe if you truly believe in it, it works. I believe in manifestation, too. Like... Because, listen, there's no way a guy that came from where I came from... Right. ...would be around people like your guys and not <laughs> look at you as food. Wow. No way that I'm here as a gentleman, somebody with some fucking brain talking to people. That's a miracle. Speaking of manifestation, I'm looking at like I, that Britney movement. So like when I was 17, I left and went on tour with the show Stomp. Stomp is like you make music with like brooms. And yeah, like, but the guy was in it too. Who's the good looking guy that played? Um, God, I forgot his name. Up and coming guy. He became a big time guy. He played um, the strip movie. What's the name of that strip Channing? movie? Yeah, Shannon. Yeah. Wasn't he one of those movies? He was in Step Up. Yeah, so, Step Up. So, so I, I'm on tour, and the last day on tour, I'm 17 on tour, but the last day I'm 19, and we go into the 7-Eleven in Tampa, Tampa, Florida. It's like 3 in the morning. I'm rolling on ecstasy, and I'm with some of my cast members, and I walk by this Britney poster. She's holding a Pepsi can. It's like a cutout. And I walk by this Britney poster, and I'm like, I'm going to work with her one day. And everybody's laughing at me. They're like, what you talking about, bro? They're like, you're high. Like, get, get some water and let's go. So literally cut to two years later, I'm her creative director choreographing her tour. Damn. Do you know what I'm saying? That's so when you, I don't know, I don't know if I manifested it in, in that moment, but it was, you know, just from that cardboard cutout of her holding that Pepsi can, I saw something that I recognized. You manifest that demons too, so I ain't shit. I made a mistake or I fucked up. Nobody's gonna ever believe and trust in me again. I wish I was fucking dead. That happens too. See, that's that's a fight every day. Um to think positively. You, know, you wouldn't think how many people think that today. You wouldn't have no idea how many people said that today. Yeah. I'm worthless. You know? I ain't not worth nothing. Because your mind, it throws three times as much negative um, 
energy than um and your fucking um, positive only sends a hundred probably or less than that. Yeah. So you gotta work to override in that. It's you know, almost all do, day. Do you feel do you feel, business. Mike, that with the mind when things like that happen, because we could be ambitious and manifestation like we're talking about, but when those thoughts tend to creep up, Mike, is it our job as humans? Do we have to manipulate our own selves? Yeah. Yeah. Is it a game, Mike? Like your mind is not your friend. Life, right? Your mind is not your friend, and if you don't control it, it's gonna control you, and it's gonna have you doing some shit that you're gonna really be ashamed doing. Cause then, then once after you do it, it goes back to you again. Yeah. It what? goes back to you thinking, being considered right back. It runs. Once it does bad shit. Let me let me ask you a question, Mike. So it runs, then you back to normal ass, Henry. Uh, let me ask you a question. So in your look, because I one of the things that I look up to Mike as a big brother and as a man is like his ability to get back up. And I'm not talking about in the ring. I'm talking about in life yeah. and come back bigger, better, stronger. Um, you know, in the lowest when it was like, because I've been there and I'm you know I'm I'm climbing back up the mountain. Where where's your mind, where was your mind at mentally when it's like it's yeah, all over? Listen, it's always the devil that wants you to be down. And it's always God that wants you to be up. And you gotta choose what side you wanna be on. Yeah. I'm not a religious guy either. That's just what it is. So you didn't say, all right, fuck this. I'm about to I'm gonna go get it all back. No. This is a three hundred million dollar corporation. You think I fucking know how to do this shit? <laughs> This is just <clears throat> this is just what it is. It's called um, manifestation. It's happened. You and Mike have done some some things together. Um yeah. So how I met Mike, you know. In other words, can I? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let me get there. So Mike Mike was ta talking about this toad, and I'm like, I don't even know. You know, the first time he brought the the the, the person here it was a big deal. He was like, "All oh, Columbus here with pussy. You scared to do it?" I was like, "No, I just don't know what the." Hell. <laughs> I was like, no. just like me. I was like, I don't know what I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? And then, um, and then one day I was like, "All right." And so me and my wife did it in separate rooms, and you know, we had two completely different experiences. For me, it's like I literally was like for however long in, in the cosmos, like one with the cosmos. And, I, you know, it was scary because I was seeing, dealing with a lot, but coming out of it, and the, and the residual effects lasted for like a month. Yeah, um, it does last for It was a while. crazy. So it was like, but it changed, like, it changed my perspective. It changed my mood. It changed my energy. It changed my frequency. Yeah. Um, I no, don't know. How, I don't know how Mike could do it all the time, once a year. I was like, how many times? I don't know how often you do it. What, what do you mean get? by frequency? I used to vibrate on such a high frequency, meaning like my anxiety mm. because I have anxiety. I didn't realize how how high my frequency was in vibrating. So if I get around other people and my frequency starts to vibrate, I move the energy. I I know I do yeah. right. And even in my own home, if I come in with some, some messed up energy, then I change the frequency of my house, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just figured out a way to kind of like keep my frequency. It's, after that, it's like, we're the controllers of our our our, our frequencies. Right. And, uh, you know, my I, I figured out how to level out my frequency after the toe. I've done the toe with Mike too, but did you did you fully let go? The 
You've done it once, or how many times have you done it? I did it once. I was yeah. like, yo, I don't once know how you can do it. One and done. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I mean, I think I'm at a point now. It, it was two years ago, so I think I could do it again now. But you know, uh, it's never too many times. For me. I just keep, oh, I like that feeling. But from the first time that you did it to now, you have completely different experiences, right? Hundreds, yeah. So what are your experiences now? It's all positive. Yeah. It's positive. Everybody's one with me. Everybody loves me. I love them, and there's no problem. So are you walking around in the room, or are you just laying there the whole time? Um, I'm on the floor, and um, nothing exists. Time doesn't exist. Matter doesn't exist. Yeah. Or it's... Uh, a noticeable acceptance from a divine power. Oh, that's the bar. A noticeable acceptance from a divine power. Yes. That sums it up. Yeah, man. What did you feel like? Did, did um, man, the, the, the emotions of love and hate and everything in between and how everything is beautiful. You mm. know what I'm saying? You walk into this, 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 uh, this dream that shares your whole life story like within seconds you know what i'm saying you're like oh that, for real that's exactly you right. start feeling compassion for people and for you know forgiveness forgiveness of yourself that was big i think that's another thing that was another one forgiveness you know like i was angry i was angry for a lot of things feeling mistreated feeling you know uh uh, uh used or you know lied on or whatever i had i had anger issues and like Angry with my mom, you know, for killing my dad. Old stuff. All of that stuff started to let go of. You know what I mean? After the toad. And I wrote a great book after the toad. I got to listen to your books. We have you here live, man. Yeah, I'm talking, but we talking about... Because you just brought it up, man. Obviously, your mom killed your dad. Yeah. You know, like, how how did you... Did you know that since you were a little kid? No. So how I found out, me and my brother, I told you we had different dads. So when I'm about 13, he went to his dad's for the weekend and came back after the weekend trip with his dad. And we were like fighting and I had him pinned down. You know, I was bodying him and he was like, that's why mom killed your dad. And I'm like, huh? What? And I got up. I was like, I let him go. I went to, I was like, mom, what is he talking about? And my mom's face just turned like, her black face turned white as, white as snow. And I was like, oh, oh, this is real. Okay. And, you know, she gave me some story then, but after, and that was the day that I lost respect for authority, like complete respect for authority. I felt like all adults lie. Um, you know, I have no, tr- I can't trust anybody. You know what I mean? So then it was like, nobody could tell me nothing. That was like, that was the day that like shifted, you know, for me. Yeah. Like I wouldn't listen to the teachers, principals. Anybody in authority figure, cops, nobody. I didn't what care. What about your mom? Did your did your relationship with your mom? Uh... It's like literally, it's taken until like you know the last couple of years, like to be post me writing the book. I was like, I got everything out, and you know, I, I think for all of my life, I was just wanted her to say sorry, and she never did. Yeah, it was always like you know some kind of excuses. Or do, do you think do you think she knows how to say sorry cuz this is the she thing She just did. The, yeah, oh, she just did. Finally, she just called me one day. I don't know what was it about 3 months ago, 4 months ago, and she just said, "Son, I'm sorry." And I was like, "What? I'm 38 years old." Wow. And you, and I and I without even getting deeper, I just said, "I've been waiting for that for a long time. I appreciate it." Yeah. And that's it. You know what I mean? It's and we move of, on from there. It's kind of like what we were talking about yesterday, Mike, how, you know, hurt people hurt people sometimes, you know? And All sometimes, the time. And sometimes from just being honest, dude, from 
wanting the good for somebody else, we tend to hurt them more because, you know what I'm saying? We weren't real with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I'm, I'm sure your mom did it. You know, obviously, I mean, that's 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 so personal. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, it's like you want people when you when you say sorry to somebody, you want them to forgive you and not hold it over your head. You know what I mean? Because you're, that's pot- what you're hoping, but that's not. It doesn't not everybody doesn't to do be that. that. But it doesn't have to be that way. Depends on what you did. Depends on how sensitive they were to the, to the subject. Right. So when I say I'm sorry, when I say I'm sorry, I'm hoping they like. Did oh, you kill somebody yet? No. Yeah, it'd be all right. <laughs> right. When they, so when she said sorry, I had to really, before I said it's all good, know that it was all good. Yeah, We're yeah. Good. You had to, you let go of like your, like your, your, you know, the weight, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, You, you have to know you don't want to be a liar no more. You just listen, I'm tired of being a liar. I lied so much, I said, I told the truth by accident. You just got to stop lying. <laughs> exactly. Stop fucking lying. So see, that, tell her everything, exactly. everything, anything, just tell them and now they know what they have. Exactly. Now it's up to them to make the decision they're going to keep this or not. You might have nine lives, bro. Yeah, I do have nine lives. You do, I man. Think I'm I was going to say, man, the, you had the, this, Mike, this dude had the Bloods and Cribs after him. What was that for? So, craziness. So. You had both of them after you? No, no, not both of them. I was on a, one of the biggest shows on TV at, for for a minute from like 2011 What's to 13. Name? Scandal on ABC. Who was on that? What's yeah, it was Kerry Washington. Black girl, yeah. So it was me and Kerry Washington, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I was in a horrible marriage, man. Like, awful. Well, and, come on, continue, yeah. Yeah, That's like terrible. Evil. But what happened, you know, and I, as, I, as I was getting bigger, my world was like... Uh, yeah, my in my personal life and like my, my everything in my world was controlled that I didn't even realize it, right? And who was in the middle of it? She was. So she was, you know, she was sleeping with, you know, I'm working 15 hours a day, five days a week. I'm never home. So she was doing her thing. And but one particular dude she was messing with was a blood or connected to the blood. And I had knocked out his cousin at a basketball court. Like, and I didn't know it was all connected. So you know, I got, I, you know, she's threatening my life. She's, you know, I'll, we're going through all these uh, these changes. And Scandal was like, you need to get away from this girl because she's completely toxic. So I finally got the balls to be like, it's over. You know what I mean? Get your stuff, get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I was a coward. I was a coward. You, believe, right? you, you know what? Hey, Mike, he's right. Though, man. You find, you do have to have balls to really break up with a girl. Yeah, like, hard. Girl don't take breaking up. Well. No, they right. don't. You know, and she told me, you know, she, you know, like hate lasts longer than love. I'll spend the rest of my life destroying you type. So I was like, okay. And uh, so I finally kick her out the house. And um, so for like three weeks, I'm like, it's quiet. I'm like figuring out my life. Like, you know, I got this 10,000 square foot house and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm good. And these bloods come to my house talking about- they I have, them. You have no gate, nigga? Yeah, the secu- they got through the security gate. How? I don't have no idea. You, you don't got, listen, I got some niggas with guns at my gate. That, you know what I mean? No, the, secu- the, the, the community. So oh. they say they want to sit down at my table. So, you know, they like, look- They we came are. me out? I let him in. I was like, no, nigga, let's talk out here. Funny enough, I had two, I was building a studio at my house, right? And I had two OG, like OG, triple OG Crips built, like building my building my studio. So they were there. They was like, we good. Let's sit down and talk it. Let's sit it down and talk well, it out, cuz. They was like, let's sit down and talk it out, cuz. See what this is about, cuz. You know what I'm saying? What's this about, cuz? 
So I'm they everybody sitting at the table and they're like, you owe us this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, for what? What do I owe you money for? So cut to find out, you know, she was paying, using my money, paying for a dude's apartment, paying for his car, blah, blah, blah. They thought they could extort me. So I, you know, I was like, I don't negotiate with terrorists. So y'all get the out of my house. <laughs> they leave the house. Two days later, the police are at my house with a restraining order saying I have 10 minutes to leave the property so she can come and get all her things. That And I'm reading the order. It says I threatened to kill her, threatened to kill my daughter, threatened to kill myself of abuse. Next thing you know, that's on TMZ. It's all over the thing. I never you touched You got a little fake word for that shit? No, no, no. So, no, I, had, I, 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 I went crazy internally because I lost my job. I'm making $75,000 a week, you know what I mean? Like... You know, I'm 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 doing well for 24 weeks out of the year. I'm like, now I'm I've lost my job on ABC, Disney. Disney ain't having that headline saying I'm a I'm a I'm an abuser. I'm a kill. Like I didn't do that was a complete lie. And I and everybody that's watching this podcast right now, everybody that knows knows it. You know what I mean? I got I got railroaded. So I get a call from my accountant after the headlines come out. Right? Headlines come out. Columbus Short abuses his wife or threatens to kill, blah, 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 Columbus Shorts fired from scandal. I mean, it was clickbait for like hot, hot three weeks. My accountant calls me, he's like, Columbus, you gotta stop the bleeding. I said, stop, yes, let's stop the fucking bleeding. What are you talking about? He's like, your wife's, you know, she's taken out, you know, 300 and something thousand dollars in the last two weeks. I said, what? Yeah. I said, well, move the rest of the money into the trust account. Yeah. And they're like, uh, <laughs> what money? You have $4,000 left, we just paid your taxes. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Now I gotta go to court. I can't afford an attorney. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm getting now I got some public defender that can barely I remember that my name. Fuck. I mean, I feel like you go to your, you go think you got something left in your tax account and you got nothing. Got nothing. Nothing. So yeah. now I'm like, can't you fight the case. Life. So then I just pleaded so that they're like, do you you can go? They're like, exactly. They like, uh, you wanna go to trial? I don't have uh, money to go to no trial. I'm like, you know, so they're like, you can plead no contest, and right now we'll give you community service, da 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 da. So I pleaded no contest to some shit I didn't even do, just because I didn't have money to fight it the right way. Like you see these hashtags right now, free Johnny Depp. Uh huh. They free in Johnny Depp. Like you know, his wife accused him of Johnny Depp or Johnny Depp. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> you know hey, that right, Mike? Saying. What's up? Somebody's paying. Hey but, hey, but this is the thing, though, Mike. He made it. You know what I'm saying? You came back. Mike, you made it through the thick, bro. That's uh, what I'm saying. I don't know what make it back means. <laughs> my wife, this is what happened. Let me tell you about my wife, okay? <laughs> my <laughs> wife, right? I could be watching. I'm in my room, our room, watching the fucking television. I'm watching Netflix. I mean, I'm not bothering nobody. I might be smoking. My some wife. Shrooms? Shroomies? No, she said. Some weed or something, and she would just come over and start vacuum cleaning. You know, that shit drives me crazy, the sound of it. She had a high powered vacuum cleaner, and she just started out without even adding. Yeah! <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, and I, I, yesterday, I just couldn't take it out. I just didn't want to argue this guy out the room, man. Get the fuck out. <laughs> See, that's just leave me alone. I'm, I need my pizza. Can I just watch television and smoke a joint? Please have some tea. Let me just chill. Why do you pick on me? Why do you fuck with me? 
Leave me alone. Yeah, what else? It's just that one? You don't see the smashing of a pan? No, yes, they always, man, they're driving me nuts, my wife. <laughs> my kids used to be on her side, but now they're older, they're seeing their mother's fucking nuts. Yeah, that, my wife does the same stuff. Dude. The kids I'm, see that shit she now. She wait until I'm watching the movie, then you hear the the, the dishwasher, the garbage is falling. <sighs> I'm like, I'm like what the come on, man. fuck? Yeah. I'm, I want to do the, 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 they're doing this shit. You're doing it on purpose, aren't you? You're making a noise on purpose. Tell the truth. You need half nothing. This shit, why can't they stop? Why do they see me? They leave me the fuck alone. You see what? You know what I mean? Look at me. I'm not bothering nobody. That's hilarious. Facts, though. I need peace. I In my house, I purpose. need peace. Man, yeah. that, and that's the thing, man. I used to say this all the time. When you're at war, if you can't, you're fighting the world every day and you got to come home. And fight at home. You can't, there's no peace. Then there is no peace. Right. You'd rather you'd rather box 12 rounds of Mike Tyson than go back home and, you know. Talk that shit, right? <laughs> Actually, shit. yes. If, you, if I had to choose... <laughs> Back then, back in the day, if I had to choose go home or fight 12 rounds oh, yeah, of Mike, yeah. I'd fight 12 rounds of Mike. I don't care. No, I'm, either way, I'm getting pummeled. Yeah, that must have been hard. No, man, but like listen, through... I'm just one guy. After that come, you got to hear that shit. How do you handle <laughs> that? I was just, oh, that is just fucking, oh, yeah, you're right. I get fucked up. People don't, a lot of people, what men don't talk about enough, I really don't believe is that, especially in this generation, and I want to be clear about this, you know, there's a lot of women that are victims of domestic violence and victims of abuse, but there's a lot of men that are abused verbally, um, physically. physically, and it's not, and we're supposed to just eat it, right? Because we're, we're the stronger vessel. You know what I mean? You come, you can come up to me, call me a bitch, call me a this, call me a that, call me a this, punch me in my face, you know, do whatever you want. And I'm, and, and I, and I got to eat it because I'm a man, right? But what does that do to every time that you, you weather that? I think you chip away at yourself a little bit every single time. You know, you you have a couple scratches, you eat those, but what is it doing to you internally? You know what I mean? Stripping you of your masculinity. Exactly. So you just become smaller. It doesn't matter what your bank account looks like. It doesn't matter what station you are in life. And I think we need to talk about that more. Some women, this is what we can't help. This internal is genetic. Some women have to be a boss. She won't take it any less. She has to be the boss. Those are the ones we leave or go to, but there's women out there. But belittling your man doesn't doesn't make you a boss. No, that's not what their job is to do. They just have to handle everything, make sure the money, they just have to be the boss, make sure they're running the team. There's women like that. I mean... It's a, it's a trip because I can see, man, you got, obviously you got, you were divorced to that relationship. I mean, you know, a lot laid, uh, laid heavy on you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like going through like this whole mental health stuff and then lawsuits and things like that. And then you had to plead guilty to right, something, she was to something to kill that me. you didn't do. I mean, she literally was trying to kill me. You know what I'm saying? I found the email. How it all went down is I came home from work late. My iPad was on the kitchen counter. I saw my iPad and it was open and her emails were there. And all I saw was how do we just get rid of this nigga once and for all? And I said, hmm? I scrolled up to see what who she was talking to. It was that dude. And he was like, we can't talk about this on email. When can we meet up? So I went upstairs, like, turned on all the lights. Bong, 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 bong. I'm a dog nigga. I'm going to go step to the nigga. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was, I'm getting stabbed. I'm going to step to this nigga <laughs> and her. 
I stepped straight to her with the iPad. Yeah, you know what I mean? So she freaked out and that's when it all went down. Yeah. It was easier to get out in front of it, say you're about to, you know, you were threatened, you were abused. But there's than people me coming like out and that. And that and I know there's people this. like that. They with you, then they get with somebody else, then they try to put them in a position where they disrespect you, make you scared, some kind of... No, but I was the golden goose. So it stay with me, have your cake. We can, we're leaking this dude from bread. We're killing him. We leaking him. We leaking this dude. And the options were kill him, have him kill himself. And once that didn't work. I'm admitted to a psych Yeah. Work. Once that didn't work, it was kill my name, kill my reputation, kill my career. And they succeeded for a spell. But now we're here. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. 98 million people looking at you right now. That's crazy. But you know what I mean? Like, they succeeded for a spell, but I'm here. And, and you know, a lot of people, what what I admire about, they don't give black men a second chance. Even if I did do it, right? I've paid all the consequences as if I did, right? But even if I did do it, um, do we not believe in second chances? Um, you know, we've given, we've given, we've given Robert Downey Jr. second chances. We've given Joaquin Phoenix. We given right. So do you, know, you do you think that has tarnished your career, man? With uh, this, uh, it has. I wouldn't say it's. I would say tarnished, but it has has been has made it more definitely difficult. impeded the ability for me to work at the highest level and to provide the way and the skill sets that I've been gifted to make a living. Um, because you know of the intrepidation, nobody wants to get close to somebody that's accused of you know, domestic battery or, you know, abuse, or, you know what I mean? And all that. That's bad. That's like, it's, it's you can't, dog, animals, women, and children. You mess with those things, you're I just think, um, I think this is just, any woman could just say this. They'd any be, woman could say it. Some women kill their husbands and boyfriends. Exactly. And, and their boyfriend and their boyfriend's girlfriend. There's no accountability. ex-girlfriend. I feel like if a woman makes an accusation Damn. that they need to have proof. Guys, and most of the time. Are, you guys are about to start the, a movement. But, right but most of the time, let me be honest with you, and I'm, and I'm speaking up for the women that are domestically abused. My mom was domestically abused for years. The women that are really abused, abused, they don't really call, they don't really talk because and I don't know why. It's it the well, there's some they, that has been abused and talk a lot too. Yeah, there's some that have been abused and talk a lot, but then there's some that have used that weaponized that have weaponized the allegation of abuse for their own benefit. And yeah. there the and, and and this is again, I am not uh uh speaking against anybody that's really been abused and the and people that have really gone through, you know, rape and 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 domestic battery and all kinds of stuff, but there's people that just there's women out there that are just ball faced liars like my ex wife. Yeah, she's a ball faced liar. Like, but there's people you have to look I at. See, no, that those guys are gonna be overlooked. Ball faced liar. They're gonna be overlooked. Listen, we have Good a, we have a you know listen, I mean? we have a hundred years. I didn't of, help myself though. Hundred years of abusing women. Women have played the role. You know, only very few people, like the lady that created, um, what's that? Um, not electricity, but um, radiation. And all that stuff. Other than that, women don't have a say so. There's a Moscow. Not many women have a say so now. But I think it's easy to believe a power, a man, a black man who has gotten to a powerful position will do that kind of stuff. It's easy to believe that, right? Megalomaniac, narcissist. People don't think That's women. Me. Can, uh, you people, just said me just now. <laughs> <laughs> but people don't think that women are narcissists. Women are can be narcissists. Uh, some of the biggest narcissists. Your parents, your mother could be a mar narcissist. Yeah. You know, narcissism. Narcissism is not just solely identified to a male. Yeah. Narcissism oh, could be narcissist. Yeah. Women can be some of the biggest narcissists on the planet. We just don't talk about it. It's taboo. Why is it taboo? Let's call it what it is. <laughs> Check you crazy. 
<laughs> right? So, yeah, you know I mean, dude, chicks, someone, chicks you imagine gaslight someone, you, too. Dude, she'd be a good actor, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, she, like, that's so, that's what she was trying to do, and I think that's why it got. Bad. You must always remember this. From now on, when you do an interview, we don't talk about her. No, this is the last time. Yes, we don't talk about her no. This is the. This was it. I I wanted to sit down and chop it up with you, and I made the decree today. I was like, "This is it," but I wanted to say it live, just ball face, straight out. She lied. Now we're here. Every time a person gets you mad at them, they own you. Right, and it took a long time. You know, the real thing for me to get to heal from was she took my daughter. So, you know, I hadn't seen my daughter, haven't seen my daughter since that day, and it's been seven years. So, you know, I was sick. I love my kids, man. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, when you rip that away, take my career, take my, take my, take my eyes. Just don't take my kids. You feel me? And uh, you know, it took me a while to like let that go. And I know the universe, God's gonna bring that back to me in the right time, in the right space. Yeah. Your kids went through that stuff, man. How did they uh, how did they cope with it? Man, I feel bad for them. You know, at some point, you know, I'm gonna have to have that conversation with my daughter and sit down and really, you know, have that conversation. But it's not time yet. You know, I think right now it's important. The important part is my mental health. You know, taking care of the kids I have with my current wife, my current marriage, um, and focus on climbing this mountain again. You know, the, all of the projects that I'm doing, just you know, changing the narrative, and not necessarily in moments like this, but in like my work. You know, my work and my good deeds, and let my actions speak. Because you can't define me by a headline. Live, watch my life. Anybody that's in my life or near my life, they know me. You know what I mean? The good, bad, and the ugly of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, trust me. Half of the reason I didn't come out and say all this earlier is because I was ashamed of how I was living my life. I was doing coke, you know, sleeping with strange women every night. You know what I mean? Drinking like crazy. I wasn't proud of, so there was no way I wanted to defend myself when I was living so ugly. You know what it's I mean? It's almost like, no, do, you feel, do you feel like no, you needed listen, that escape? You're a human being. No matter if you murder somebody, you're still worthy of defense. And somebody should defend you. Well, I didn't even think about and, that. Like and, that. and listen, in the courtroom, in the streets too, it's your right. Because these these are human problems, right, Mike? Exactly. I mean, they're. But we live in a generation where it's where you're getting judged in the court of public opinion. Oh, absolutely. In court. Absolutely. And what's worse, court? I'd rather get judged in court, get sentenced. The world never know to pay my due. But when you when you have to get judged in the court of public opinion, yeah. Whew, Ooh, yeah, that's like yeah, in but, the middle yeah, but of you know, cancel culture. Mm. Yeah, but you know they what? Quit to cancel people. The only person that you that should really judge you is probably you. You know, and God. Me and God. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. But if 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 you live in peace and in harmony, dude, I'm right, Mike. I feel like I feel like Mike is very carefree with that stuff. You know what I'm but saying? Like, nobody's nobody can criticize me worse than I can myself. Exactly. People can say they don't even know me. That's not even close to say. That's a compliment, motherfucker. Are you stupid? <laughs> yeah, I'll beat myself up, dude. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. I was beating myself up, putting in, in finding, finding some kind of peace or in the bottle of a bottle. You know what I mean? Or putting, putting it up my nose. It's like you know, for the wrong reasons. Never partying. It was like yeah, so, dark. It was in the so dark place. Did you think COVID was a, a blessing for you, man? Did you get a chance to reflect? Was that one of the times where you? I finished my book during COVID. It came out during COVID, and once I finished my book, it was cathartic, you know. And since that, that I was like, you know, got everything that I needed to say out in the book. And this is what what you just said, Mike, is on point. Like I don't ever want to talk about this shit again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's done. I'm moving forward. I just had to say it and, you know, and, and make it clear 
So there's no misnomers. And anybody that want to come and ask me any questions, they're more than welcome to. I'm an open book, but I don't want to talk about it no more. And 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 I want to move forward in my life in peace. You know, and every time what happens is every time that I get to a situation um, where that you know, oh, we we want you we want you to do this movie, Columbus, but then, uh, you know, we, we have some intrepidations about your past and da da da. Hey, I told you that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need to start your own shit. Exactly why we met why I met Mike. I was like, I'm gonna write it. What who are the I've only wanted to play three people in my life. Martin Luther King, which I just recently did. Yeah. yeah. Um uh Mike Tyson, um, and Tupac for some reason. I wanted to play Tupac. That was Tupac was out. And then I was like, Mike's out here. So I I I met a Vander Holyfield and uh and he was telling me his life story, but almost majority of Vander's stories seem to have Mike in it, right? And I was like, Vander keeps talking, telling me all these stories. You know, you know, my mom, you know, my mama, my mama, my mama always said, and I, was, you know, <laughs> you know, Mike, but Mike, you know, but Mike, you know, uh, uh, and so, uh, so, so I was like, why don't we, why don't we come up with a something where we, where I'm a character, yeah, but he does, he sounds just like he, that. He does talk about his he, mama. He, he's like, you know, my mom always said, if you don't, if you don't pick it up, and I never got to put it down, you know. Uh, <laughs> But he, so I came up with this idea. Beautiful to, guy. Though. Beautiful. So I came up with this idea <laughs> yeah. for this show uh, called Heavyweights that paralleled the first season about Mike and Evander and just their stories. How, you know, Mike, they're just two completely polar people, but their trajectories, you know, collided in such a way. And it was written from the beginning. And, you know, that's how I met Mike. And, to, you know, that was what I was developing. Um, you know, um, <laughs> and, uh, I was a little hurt, Mike, when, when I saw Jamie, you know, it was like, Jamie's about to do it. I was like, you know, I'll take second position, you know I mean? To Jamie. Cause I knew Jamie wanted to play Mike for a long time, um, yeah. in a film, but I was wanted to do the TV I show. Jamie, Jamie used to work for me. Fox? Yeah. He used to work for you? Yeah. What do you mean? Cell phones and pages. No way. Yeah, me and my friend Kevin had this in Hawk. We had this little page in the phone. It was brand new. First came out with all the pages and stuff and little small phones. And that was our little business. And he came in there and he worked with his little Jerry Curl and he had the pencil packed shit on him. <laughs> I did not know he that. He hung out with us. He went, you know, we used to hang out with him. Oh, so you got the history him. with Jamie. And, you know, I love Jamie, man. He's an incredible actor. So, you know, it. You you know you know when to play your position, right? He had jokes about me. That's how I met him. He was saying Mike Tyson about Mike Tyson. Said, Mike Tyson in here, motherfucker. And he said, "Oh, he said, you better be funny. So you can say the jokes, but it better be funny. The shit was fucking hilarious." Yeah, yeah. We gotta get we gotta get him in here, Mike. Oh man. He yeah. Was, why he, Why hasn't he been on the couch? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm gonna put him on the couch. He's really crazy. He never stops. He's always on the stage. Yeah, although some who who are some of your top uh what's your goat mountain of actors, man, if you had to kind of if you had to pick. Denzel. Denzel, yeah. Um, Denzel, Jeffrey Wright. People sleep on Jeffrey Wright. He's amazing. Daniel Day Lewis. Um, you know, he was in There Will Be Blood. Have you seen that movie? There Will Be Blood. Oh you man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Daniel Day Lewis. I love Leo. Um, Leo DiCaprio's, he's a beast. Um, and I would say De Niro and Pacino because they're one and the same for me. Mm. Those are my guys. 
Yeah. But it's Denzel's at the top of Mount Rushmore of actors for me. Yeah. I named my son Denzel. I'm a huge Denzel fan too, bro. Man on fire. Yeah, man. I mean, he (laughs) said, I wish you had more time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what other Denzel lines you got? What about training day? Oh, he said, oh, what did he say? Oh, Oh, you motherfuckers. Uh, 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 you, you pulling a gun on me? Huh? Huh? <laughs> he killed them. Yes, he said, I'm putting cases on all you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I run shit here. You just live here. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> man, what, what you think, Mike? He's great. Then yeah. is the man. We just had a, we just had Brain uh, Wayne Brady. He was just here yesterday and just talking to me. I'm like, man, you guys are very, you know, multi-talented. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you know that's part of the acting thing. I think early is like imitation, right? Um, and I think you know I had to figure out there's a difference between so when you're playing great people like Martin Luther King or Mike Tyson or any living great or or that's lived on walked amongst the earth that we've seen documented great you it's a difference between imitating them on camera and actually playing them um and playing someone requires going into the character of them the the human the human nature of them it's sitting in them as a, you know almost letting their soul invoke into your spirit as opposed to just doing an imitation and so that's where you know as i've grown as an actor um you know sitting in you know sitting into characters as opposed to imitating them yeah yeah, it took a minute. Which is a gift, though. I mean, it's uh, it's something that you that you recognize and you develop over time. Yeah. You know what's what separated you from from the rest of the, from the from the rest of the pack from people that you probably grew up grew up with, or what made you a distinct actor? That I committed. Um, I really went in. Um, you know, I, I guess I was like always running from my reality. So to go in to dive into another character was always a hiding place for me to be free, right? To be whoever I wanted to be, um, you know, in that character. And so I, I didn't, I didn't, I was never embarrassed to be raw, to be ugly, to be snotty, to be, you know, to have a crazy looking face, to, you know, do something wild. I was always ready to go all the way in um, and all the way to the mat um, for a role. And that's the job. It's like, you think about it, when I'm doing a scene, I have to convey an emotion, not only in this scene, that has to go through a camera, through a computer, into an editing bay, into a thing, then onto a screen or a TV screen, and then to the audience. You have so many layers to get through to touch a person. So it was really important for me, you know, to really be authentic. Because in the truth and the lie that we're living as actors, all we have is the truth. I agree. Act as a complicated soul. Yeah, what what adv- what advice you got for Mike? A little the time that we had here with Columbus Short here. I think everything's gonna be okay with Columbus. You know, he just needs to get out of his way a little bit and realize that he's the head of his family and his job is to provide for his family. Isn't that correct? Yep. That's how I look at life. I'm the head of my family, and if I eat rice and beans, they eat rice and beans. If I eat steak and caviar, they eat kept steak and caviar. It's my responsibility. That's real. Yeah, Columbus, you have millions of people, man. Uh, you know that that showcase that you know that listen to the podcast. What message you got for them, man? You know to close off here. 
in a culture that we, I believe in, can't you know that we are in is called cancel culture, and I'm not talking about myself, in 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 specifics. People were so quick to cancel people. I think we should start being quick to forgive people and find uh, find some compassion and understanding, seeing ourselves in each other because we we all go through it. Um, not just myself, not just Mike, not just you, um, all of us. And so, uh, you know. Let's start living in a spirit of forgiveness. That's gonna be a neat trick because for my my what is it, fifty-five years being on this planet, they're really into punishment. Punishment punishment is a big thing in American law. Law or human nature? They put the human nature in the law. The law, okay? They don't forgive. Right. They have no inclination about that kind of stuff. Right. Because by not forgiving, I could send you to this work camp and make money off you. You know, you become a product. Right. How much was it, 75000 a a, a fucking inmate? Some shit like that, $50, $75? Right. Yeah, they make bread. Think, where do you think that bread's going? Right. To the government? Right. That's yeah. another thing. Last private-owned companies. Say. Yeah. Own prisons. And they yeah. get free labor. Yeah. Is uh keep fighting, man. No matter what it looks like. Keep fighting. Now, there's Mike said it earlier, like, I don't know if we were on air or that was off air, but he was saying about the mind and the, like how fighting, like we I'm nothing, I'm never gonna make it, I'll never get, you know, this and this and that. But even on my lowest day, I still get my butt up and I still swing. Every day. I'm still swinging, even when I wanna give up. Still swinging. So I guess, you know, keep swinging, y'all. Keep fighting. You know, you have to be who you want to be before you become him. Mm. You have to have his lifestyle. Whoever you want to be like, you want the success, you see how he got his lifestyle. You want to follow his lifestyle. You know, so you have to be him before you're even him. Right. That's that's a bar right there. You got to be him before you're even him. Be you before you're even you. And that's what I mean by him. Me. Be me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be the man. I be my future self. Yeah. Just to end it, man. What what how cool is it, man, to uh, you know, to be on be on stage with Mike, man. What memories you have of Mike to close off you? This is the first time we've actually sat down and chopped it up like this. I get to see Mike as like a you know, as a father and like a family man, you know, coming in from the gym with the little high shorts on, you know what I mean? Like a regular coming in the kitchen. Like, yeah, I think that's you know, who I am. My son plays golf. You know? My daughter plays tennis. Yeah, my wife is on my back. Yeah. <laughs> Watch every move. So I seeing make. him be a husband and a father and like, you know, that's, that's, that's what the world doesn't really get to see. He was already my hero in the ring. Now he's my hero as a man, you know what I mean? And that's a bar. Yeah. Thank you, That's what's up, man. Well, there you have it, guys. You guys just watched an episode of Hot Box with Mike Tyson. I'm your co-host, a.k.a. Triple C, Henry Cejudo. And I'm Mike Tyson. Thank you, Mr. Columbus. Thanks for having me, Mike.